Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. here and um on the east well we're not on the east coast we're about 400 miles in but uh, here in the northeast how does that sound yes sure and um i, I still can't believe i mean you, you sound like you're next door to me i mean that's how quality the signal is that's Amazing. what i love about skype skype is you know the best quality you can get for podcast and uh, that's why i've used it for so many years um it is amazing isn't it yeah, I mean, wow. How many miles separate us, actually? I know uh, you've calculated. Uh, thousands of miles. It's got to be. I know um, we're about 25 hours by uh, airplane. To yeah. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of miles. Brother, I thought Manila was bad. Oh, my word. You're past Manila. Well, actually, uh, you know what? Actually, um, Manila is about three hours from here. So uh, that would re- that would probably include some stops, too, though. Uh, just straight sure. flight time. I think it was 13 hours to get to uh, Hong Kong from America, and then another uh, six hours in here. So uh, let's just say 19 or 20 hours, to be fair, if you were doing a straight shot, <laughs> if that were possible. Uh, but that's still a long ways away. Brother, uh, welcome back. And, folks, uh, we're excited to be here with Pastor John Gogan here on a live show Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Brother John, you want to open us in prayer, and could you also pray for Israel today? Yes, of course. Being part Jewish, I, uh, you know, I've got relatives who are, um, you know, who are Jewish, and are some of them are living in Israel. So uh, I would be honored to do that, uh, brother. Any other requests that you can think of? That's the biggest one right now, because uh, you know I stand with Israel unconditionally they have a right to all the land that God gave them and that includes Gaza if you read the Bible that's their land that uh, 
America forced him to give up in 2005, if people remember that. I mentioned that on last show. So, you know, it's horrible uh, what is uh, going on over there, this attack on the Jewish people. And uh, I'm glad America is standing with Israel. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Um, I was worried that Biden would go the other way. But, hey, praise God, we're standing with him. And so I hope that uh, that maintains. Back to you. All right, let's open in prayer. I totally concur. And, um, you know, Biden's doing it for uh, political purposes. The Democrats are doing it for political purposes. And I'm not saying the Republicans aren't as well. But I think the Republicans, by and large, have been more faithful to Israel than the the, uh, Democrats, especially in the past couple of decades. Sure. I don't know whether you know this before we pray, but um, uh, when Netanyahu came, I believe it was... Obongo's first term. I mean, Obama's first term, and he. They met at the Oval Office in the Oval Office, of course, and he made Netanyahu and whoever was with him leave by the back door. And oh, that's right. It happened. It happened to be the garbage day for the White House. Oh man, you know that's what. Walking between garbage bags. That's what Obama, a Muslim, thinks of Israel. Well, I think of Obama that he's an abomination. Uh, (laughs) And he needs to repent of his homosexual lifestyle and uh, call the Lord Jesus Christ before he dies because when the Spirit leaves that guy's body, he's going straight into hell. Special compartment for him if he doesn't repent. And we hope that he does repent. But, you know, yeah, historically... um, most of the United Nations has voted against Israel every time they've come up in some type of um, vote. And uh, I was really shocked. I didn't expect uh, Biden administration to do it. I don't even think Biden knows that, uh, what happened, let alone his own name. But uh, you're right, most likely political maneuvering over there. But nonetheless, as long as they're officially standing with Israel, let's see what they do. You know, we sent some troops over there. Um, I'm happy to see we got some carriers going over there to back up Israel. So we shall see what happens. Um, we need all the blessings we can get at this point in time in America because we've got a lot of curses <laughs> on us. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite verses, I'm sure it's yours as well, and uh, the listeners. Uh, and it is so important to bless Israel, to bless the Jewish people. Sadly, many of the liberals are uh, of Jewish descent. I think of Chuck Schumer. Oh, and boy, isn't that backfiring on him when the uh, those who were rioting and protesting were at the Supreme Court justices' houses for the Supreme Court's decision to reverse Roe v. Wade and hand the power back to the states where it should have been all along constitutionally he said oh no problem yeah you know that's what they get for doing what they did well now they were now they were marching at you know the Gaza supporters uh, the the Islamic supporters were marching at his house oh wow. he didn't like it he <laughs> called the uh, the authorities interesting contradiction there well give him a taste of his own medicine right yeah I mean, come on. Psalm 122.6, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper who bless her. 
So let's uh, let's go to prayer and let's uh, pull our faith and let's beseech the throne of Almighty God and His Son at His right hand. Father, as we come to you, we thank you that we can pray in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, and we know that we are heard. We know that you will answer. And your three answers are yes, no, or wait. You always answer. And we thank you that we can lift up the Jewish people through whom the oracles, as Paul says in Romans, the oracles of God came. Your revelation was to Abraham, Abraham to begin with. And then eventually his descendants Abraham, Isaac, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Jacob. And we thank you that we can pray for Israel. We lift up Israel to you right now. We pray for Solomonic wisdom for them. And we pray that you will help them to respond in a measured way, sending the clear signal that we don't lie down and take it. And we pray, Father, that you will just intervene mightily with comfort for the families. We know if they're into Judaism or they're into nothing, that this can be used in their lives to realize that life is short, handled with prayer, and that we need to back them up and pray for their salvations. The most important decisions all of us, any of us, can make in this life. And we uh, we give you glory. We bind the strong man over Israel who's assigned by Lucifer to destroy it and every demon under him. Right now, we paralyze them with the blood of Jesus. And we know that Michael is the head angel over Israel to protect and every one of the angels that fight with him. And we pray for strengthening. We pray for these angelic, we pray for angelic victory for Michael. We know that there's a battle going on in the spirit realm. And what's going on in the material realm is only the symptom. It's only a picture of what's going on behind the scenes. Father, our our nation's in trouble. And we pray that Trump will triumph. We pray that everything that they're throwing against him will bounce off like Teflon. Will not stick. And that, as he's been proven right so often, so many times, upholding Judeo-Christian values, we pray for his protection. We loose angels around him, around Melania, around the family, all the children, spouses, grandchildren. And Father God, we pray for House Congressman Jordan. We pray that we will finally get a true conservative as Speaker of the House so that when President Trump re-enters the White House, that he will have a Congress, at least the House, to work with. 
And we pray for a majority win in the Senate, too, just like in his first term. But, Lord God, we thank you for our nation. We thank you for our Constitution. We thank you for your blessings upon this land. And we pray that you will continue to look down upon us and help us. Because we are a needy people. We pray for revival. And we thank you for being able to lift up these nations. Canada as well. And we, Father, lift up all the nations in the world right now. You are showing that unless people rely on the true and rest and trust in the true and living God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and his Son, Jesus Christ. We're doomed. We are doomed. We need your protection. We need all that you have in your word that describes the wonderful, awesome, glorious God that you are. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And uh, we pray your blessings upon the broadcasts. Thank you for Father Brother Shannon's sacrifices, his family's sacrifices in terms of time that could be spent with him, and uh, continue to bless the ministry. I always say that Agape Bible Church is a church of changed lives, changed by the truly full gospel of Jesus Christ. And we pray that life changes will happen through Omega Man Radio and broadcasts ensuing. We cover us with the blood of Jesus, all the equipment, and we pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's say it together. Hallelujah. Literally, the word in the final Psalm 150. Let everything that hath breath, hallelujah. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yah, actually. Hallelujah. The shortened name of God, of the the shortened version of the what's known as the Hebrew Tetragrammaton. God's personal name, yod heh vav Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 28, verses 3 and 4. Acts chapter 28, verses 3 and 4. I'm honored to have 45 minutes with you. And I have to get off because I've got a very important appointment at 1 o'clock for the building inspection to meet fire code. It's annual. A lot of work has been put into it. And, uh, Lord, we pray everything will go smoothly. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Acts 28, verses 3 and 4. We're looking at lessons from serpents in the Bible. Lessons from serpents in the Bible. You know, one thing that we know about our God, one thing that we can be certain of is God loves variety. 
God loves variety. (laughs) I think it was Abraham Lincoln, one of my favorite persons of history, who I believe we will see in heaven. He did get saved. I think as he was traveling up to Gettysburg is what I heard. He was a theist, but he, he wasn't born again yet until Gettysburg. And Abe Lincoln said, we know that God has a sense of humor because he made us. And he made monkeys, he said. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, like the, uh, I like the statement. I appreciate his humor. And Lincoln could tell stories, spin yarns, I think is the, what, is the way they put it in the 19th century. And uh, he was a very good storyteller. However, in Acts chapter 28, verses 3 and 4, we're looking at the Apostle Paul landing on the island of Malta. Brother Shannon, have you ever been to Malta? No, sir. I thought if there's anyone, because you've traveled a lot, if there's anyone who had been to Malta, I, I, we, I flew over it, but on the way to, to Tel Aviv, but uh, that's as close as I got to the island of Malta. I'd like to visit it, though, for sure. Yeah, I hear it's absolutely spectacular there in the Mediterranean Sea, and uh, I would like to see it. We will someday. We're all going to be living in the Middle East, in the area where Jesus will be reigning. And as I love to remind people that one day in the future, a Jew is coming back to rule the world. His name in Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, literally Jesus the Christ. And we're going to be there. Believers will be there. And you think of that time period, a thousand years I would say, I would wager, uh, metaphorically at least, uh, none of us have lived a have lived hundred years yet. We haven't even lived on earth one century. Some of us have pa- surpassed the half century. Some of us are approaching the half century. Their next stop, as far as decades are concerned, is half century. But you go through one century... And you've got nine left. That's just the time we're going to be spending on earth with Jesus reigning. And us assigned various tasks in a true theocracy. In a real administration. Not like the one the U.S. has right now, which I call a regime a dictatorial regime who wants more and more and more power. Thank God for the Constitution and for the good judges that are out there. But in Acts 28, we're introduced to a historical event that happened to the Apostle Paul. Let's read about it. We'll back it up to verse 21. Our emphasis will be verses 3 and 4. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the word of God. And when they had been brought safely 
through. Then we found out that the island was called Malta. Verse 2, the natives, that is the indigenous people there, showed us extraordinary kindness. Who knows if they'd ever seen a white man before? Or someone from Israel? We don't know. We're not told. But they reflected extraordinary kindness for because of the rain that had set in and because of the cold, they kindled a fire and received us all. Now, in the context, Paul shipwrecked with fellow shipmen on this island. So they didn't arrive to fanfare. They, you know, like in Hawaii, where they put those, uh, you know, wreaths on you, flowers on you. They didn't get that kind of reception initially. I mean, they shipwrecked on this island. They were in trouble. But thank God for Paul, who was a prayer, and who knew the Lord Jesus Christ. Because their lives were saved. Because God was watching over the Apostle Paul. And he brought them safely to land, which ended up being the island of Malta. I've seen pictures of it. But being there and having pictures... Totally different when you're there. And I would go there in wonder that, wow, I wonder if this is where where the uh, seamen and the Apostle Paul landed, where they came ashore. Look what happens in verse 3 of Acts chapter 28. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks... People, Paul was a worker. If you want to advance the kingdom of heaven against the kingdom of darkness, you got to work. It's not a cakewalk. It's not sit back in your lazy boy recliner, sipping non-alcoholic alcoholic mint juleps, or as I like, unsweetened iced tea and waiting till heaven. Now, Jesus said what? Occupy until I come. Man your post. Walk by means of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Remember, we have three enemies. The world the godless system that's run by the devil. That's right. And why 1 John 2, 15 says, love not the world, 
neither the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, that's the system run by Satan. It includes culture, art, music, movies, on and on and on and on. Sports. I encourage people to ask yourself this question daily of specific things in your life. Does this have me or do I have it? And I just shared with the flock on Sunday, this past Lord's Day, of this new week. Well, midweek now. At least for us here in the U.S. in the Northeast. Ask yourself that daily. Do I have it or does it have me? And you can do and be about good things, but it ain't what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Good things. I mean, there's nothing wrong with golfing unless, as I shared with the church, it becomes an idol. And my definition is, if God has to wait, it's an idol. I remember years ago when I really got serious in my prayer closet. And I said, Lord, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get right to the middle toward the end of this show. And I would love to stay and watch it and see how it turns out. But I'm going to prove how much I love you. And I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to go in my prayer closet and pray. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was hard. But by God's grace, I was successful. You can be too. Nothing wrong with eating food. Unless it's got you instead of you having it. And the pounds are packing on. And the clothes are having to be larger and larger. And it's because food has you. Instead of you having food to enjoy, but in, in measure. Years ago, I remember reading, I think it was a nutritionist, who said that you should leave your table slightly hungry. And the reason is because it takes a while for your brain to get the signal from the stomach that, hey, uh, I'm full down here. Because unless you do that, you're not going to lose the pounds. And you have successfully overeaten. Because you are full, but your brain hasn't registered it yet. There are signals going between 
your belly and your brain. Pay attention to them. And oftentimes it's the innocent sounding things that these spirits of addiction come in or they're already there generationally and begin to control us. So we have the world, the flesh, That's, and if you want to know what the flesh is, it's the sinful self. It's the, your old nature that your parents bestowed upon you at, at conception. And that nature of yours is capable of anything. Everything that's wicked and that's evil. And I encourage people, if you hear a story of someone and you tell yourself, you think, I could never do that. Repent of it. Repent of that thought. Because you and I are capable of all kinds of evil. If it, wa- if it were not for God's restraining grace. His grace restrains us. And that's what John Calvin, brilliant French theologian, who brought in the Reformation with Martin Luther in Germany. Ulrich Swingley in Switzerland. Tremendous men of God. But John Calvin used the two words total, utter depravity. Total depravity. Utter depravity. That our hearts left in and of themselves are totally is totally depraved. Well, that's John Calvin's uh, you know view. It's his opinion. Now, that's what the Bible teaches. Jeremiah 17.9 For the heart of man is deceitful above all things and incurably wicked, desperately wicked. Who can comprehend it? So never, ever say, I could never do that. Because, you know, within that year, you may be doing it. And God's going to teach you a painful lesson to not think too highly of yourself. We are capable of anything. And if you want to know what flesh means, now sometimes it means just literally your body, your material body, my material body, which we are inside, by the way, soul, spirit, the immaterial part of us. And that material that is the physical body is, again, used in different references. But if you want to know what the, what the nature is, the old, the old, Paul calls him the old man, the former us, versus the new man, the new us, the new creation, just spell out flesh, knock off the H, now spell it backwards. It's the sinful self. 
And if we're honest, when we're in the flesh, we are run by the flesh any given moment, and we find it a lot easier to sin than not sin. And that's why Paul says, walk by means of the Holy Spirit. Submit yourself first thing to the Holy Spirit's will for you. It's never going to disagree with Jesus or with the Father. The Holy Spirit loves you, the third person of the triune Godhead. Walk, live your life, moment by moment, day by day, by means, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the leading, guidance, and direction of the Holy Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Paul also says in Romans 6, 7, and 8 that what? Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. You can't be up late at night surfing the internet, as they say. Because you're going to run into something that's not good. Everybody's asleep. You're, and some of us, that's why the demons wake us up at night. Well, check the computer out. Don't. Unless you're looking at something scriptural and spiritual that's edifying, that's building you up spiritually, that's building your faith, stay off the computer. That's why you should have a Bible and you should have books in the full gospel. You can get any books, by the way, some really, really good ones at agapebiblebr.com. Agapebiblebr. Bookroom, agapebiblebr.com. Check it out. And that's what you should that's what you should be filling your minds with with. Truth. Go to YouTube, pull up myself. I've I've only got a few on there, but uh, you can pull up Derek Prince. Try to listen to full gospel man of God, Win Worley, whom I knew personally. This year, this December, he'll have been gone for 30 years. 3-0. I can't, can't believe it. It's been so long. Wow. Much water, as they say, over the dam. But by God's grace, mercy, and favor, I'm still here. I'm still sticking. So many have fled the scene. I praise God for those who haven't that I started out with. And God is good. So we got the world, the flesh, and the devil. And of course, the demons are prevalent. They're not everything, everywhere. In fact, the bottom line is not Satan. The bottom line is not is not um, his minions. The bottom line is your sin and my sin. Because sin, our sin is what opens the door to them, or is what keeps them comfortable inside of us. If you want to get deliverance, you got to be desperate. As Pastor Worley used to say, the desperate get delivered. And by the way, we have in the book room, um, my good friend and co-laborer, Pastor Mike Thera, they, they only do digital now. 
but through us you can get uh, copy CD CD copies and DVD copies. We've got a lot of his messages. They're not listed, so you'll have to call here at the office. My part-time secretary is my beautiful wife, and she also helps me do the book room. So she'll be able to tell you what's available. 716-655-5008. is the number. The world, the flesh, and the devil. All three are our mortal enemies. Well, I think Satan was trying to kill the Apostle Paul. Let's pick it back up in Acts 28. Verse 3. Paul is a worker. He's helping stoke the flames of the fire, so to speak. He didn't have to be told to do something. Something needed to be done, he did it. Verse 3, but when Paul, in Greek, Paulos, had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. I'll never forget the time I was picking up some brush. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to bring it to my home, about three miles away. And I am going, I'll just put it on the floor mat of the car. I had a tarp there. And I'll bundle the tarp when I get to my home. And I'll put it in a barrel and put it out front for the trash to collect. I did that. It was during the summer. And I'm looking down on the floor, and I kid you not, there's a snake on the passenger side. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm going down the road, and I'm glancing at it. Thank God it didn't go over the hump. It just stayed. There was only a garter snake, so it wouldn't, uh, you know, it, it was no threat. This was a viper. This was a, a venomous snake. I finally, by the way, I finally got the car stopped. Thank God. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stop fast enough. I think, Brother Shannon, I pulled a Flintstone. I think I <laughs> plugged plunged my feet through the floor and uh, stopped with my heels because the brakes weren't working fast enough. Only kidding. But I'm telling you, it was, you know, and I don't like snakes. I mean, I can, I don't mind worms. I pick up worms in my parking lot who are drowning and I put them in a safe, dry place. (laughs) I know you think it's crazy, but um, snakes, uh, I, I don't think I've ever handled a snake i'm serious of course brother shannon picks these you know he sees these small venomous snakes in his backyard there in indonesia picks them up and no and uh you don't you don't no i don't pick them up um i actually destroyed a broom 
smashing this baby bespeckled cobra. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't get near those snakes. <laughs> or I squirt them with water if they're coming out of the drain and you're sitting on the throne. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Abraham Lincoln telling stories. Brother Shannon's uh, full of stories as well. <laughs> Yeah, he's got venomous snakes there in Indonesia, but uh, like Paul. But thank God, mine was only mine was non-venomous and only a garter snake. So what happens? Look at verse four. And when the indigenous people there, when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, here's they started immediately, probably in their own language. You know, Paul. I don't. Holy Spirit must have given Paul this. Here's what they thought. Well, undoubtedly, this man is a murderer because his shipwreck didn't kill him. However, justice has now allowed him, has not allowed him to live. In other words, he's received justice. Can you imagine that scene? I would love to have been there. And look at verse 5. However, he shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. Suddenly, they were expecting that he was going to swell up because I'm sure some of them had seen this snake, maybe had been bitten, some friends of theirs. And you start swelling up from the venom. And suddenly fall down dead. Powerful snake like the cobras. But what happens? These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They shall pick, they shall speak in new tongues. They shall, what? It bitten by a snake, it won't hurt them. Poison, it won't hurt them. God will supernaturally protect us as we are sharing and ministering the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This happened to Paul. This is what I think Jesus was alluding to. Obviously, it happened before this event with Paul, but Paul did not die. That's my point. The Lord Jesus Christ protected him. And even if he was bitten, nothing happened. We're not told if he bit him. If the snake bit him. But he lived. He was alive. He was fine. They waited a long time, it says in verse 6. And it seen nothing unusual happen to him. He's, knowing Paul, he's probably smiling, saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. So it changed their minds. Wow, this guy's not a murderer. This guy was actually, you know, Bitten by a snake. 
They expected him to swell. They've seen the snake before they lived there. And look what they began to conclude. That he was a God. He was a God. And ladies and gentlemen, Paul knew that he was not a God. He knew what the commandments were. He knew the Old Testament backwards and forwards. He's probably the most educated Pharisee who got saved in history, in biblical history. Paul prayed, laid hands, and people were healed. That's why God allowed this. Paul was supernaturally, his life was sustained supernaturally. And I believe so will yours and so will mine. In the more general context, verse 7, now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the leading man of the island, whose name was Publius, who welcomed Paul and the those with him and entertained us courteously for three whole days. Boy, news travels fast when it's this kind of news. Word gets around. Verse 8, And it happened that the father of Publius was lying in bed, afflicted, spirits of affliction, spirits of fever, dysentery, afflicted with fever and dysentery. Well, let's call the doctor. Yeah, get it. we got to dry that up. It's, how about Imodium? Pepto-Bismol. Hurry. No, Paul went to pray. Paul went in to see him, and after he had prayed, he laid his hands on him, and he healed him. Again, news travels fast. When you're contending with snakes, and you're not being impacted negatively, deleteriously. Verse 9, and after this had happened, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases were coming to him and getting cured. Verse 10, and they also honored us with many marks of respect. And when we were setting sail, they supplied us with all we needed. People, isn't that wonderful how the, how the Lord does that for us? Reminds me when Yahweh promised through Moses that they will take the Egyptians' wealth when Israel, when the Jews, the children of Israel were leaving, were exiting Exodus, were, were departing from Egypt. What happened? 
when they were departing from Egypt, the Egyptians were so glad to get them out of there that they gave them gold and silver and jewels. And they used it later on their journey in making different utensils in the worship of God. This is how the Lord builds his church. He does it through his full gospel. And don't believe the cessationists who say, well, this stopped with the book of Acts. It did not. That's why there's no real conclusion to Acts. And it is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And for those who believe, those Acts are still going on. Pull up online the multitudes of miracles. We our church, church part of our mission budget supports the Jesus film movement. The Jesus film. As it moves, as it goes from country to country to country. And the teams there bring it and present to unreached people groups the full gospel of Jesus Christ. Pull it up online. You can you can read. And they send out a monthly newsletter. Mighty miracles. Projectors that show the film. And the projectors stop mysteriously. They put a backup projector. It stops. They lay hands on the backup projector. It starts. They take their hands off. It stops. And they lay their hands in prayer. Guess what? It goes. And they show the movie. People are healed. People are set free from demons. People are saved, born again. People, that's what Jesus is about. And that's what he wants to do through us. Paul's life was supernaturally saved physically. Why? Because he was ministering to those who needed to hear the truth. And that is still ongoing, as I said. Where is it not ongoing? The people who don't believe it. I'll tell you, the churches, by and large, are failing because they have no full gospel. The Baptists, the Evangelicals, well, they get salvation, which is the most important thing. But as the demons told, have told us over the years, we can't stop anyone from getting saved. Election is sure, certain. But if they and if if they do, but if they do, we will never let them enjoy a day of their salvation like they could because we'll still be in them. Because the pulpits 
and the leadership are not letting people know that the demons don't leave as salvation. So the Baptists, the Evangelicals, get no help. They won't believe. Oh, they believe for salvation, but that's it. They're discipled, but they hit a ceiling. They'll never get past that ceiling. The Charismatics, on the other hand, at least at least believe in healing and prophecy. But in those two areas, they've been impacted negatively because you've got false prophets or prophet-liars, as Dr. Iriola puts it, prophet-liars. And failures in ministry, I lay right at the doorstep of no no active deliverance in the church. Now, granted, you won't guarantee anything. Because it is all determined by a person living a surrendered life to Christ. Seeing Jesus not as just Savior, but, but as Lord as sovereign, as boss. And remember, when you came to Christ, you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. But Lord gets stuck on the in you know, stuck in the closet. Thank God for Savior. But Jesus is Lord. Remember that. Never forget that. And you will not be used to the max, to the maximum, unless he is Lord. I, I encourage couple. I encourage people who are thinking of getting married. I've married several couples over the years. Make sure the person who you're with, who you're dating, and you're dating biblically. Make sure that person is living a surrendered to Christ life, that he is Lord, and that the person over a period of time consistently reflects that in their lifestyle. Do not accept, well, I'll just go to church. Yeah, I'll go to church with you, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they say, well, I know he'll get saved. I know she'll get saved. No, you don't. You don't know whether they're elect or not. If they're elect, they'll be saved. If they're not elect, they won't be saved. No matter how much you pray. Divine election is and calling is sure. Make sure they're already living that kind of lifestyle. Otherwise, leave them alone. Make sure they leave you alone. Now, I know Joshua Harris went off in a left field, but I still carry his books, and I, I loved that book. I kissed dating goodbye. And he talks about, real quick, he talks about going to a high school reunion, and he looked this girl that he had dated 
in high school. Five years later, ten years later, he looked her husband in the eye. The husband knew he was a Christian and said, you know what? I've never seen, I've only seen your wife from the neck up. Otherwise, clothes were on. And I want you to know that, that there are men of God out, out there who do that, who practice that. And marry that way to a lordship, to a Jesus is Lord wife. Praise God. Serpents of the Bible. We'll continue next time together. Lessons from Serpents in God's Word. What a title, huh? Brother Shannon, thank you so much. Oh, by the way, if you want to tune in on Sundays, I am on. we are on Facebook, Agape Bible Church, Agape Bible Fellowship, East Aurora, New York, or my, or my name, Pastor John Gogan, G-O-G-U-E-N, and as in Nancy, and uh, check us out on Facebook. And we're, we started at, try, try to start at noon. And uh, we have people living, uh, excuse me, uh, are listening from the West Coast, so it's three hours behind us. And I don't want to see them, if we're at 10, waking up at 7, usually they just fall back asleep again, or they don't listen at all. So, tune in. 90 seconds. We would love to have you. Check out our website for the church, agapebible.net, agapebible.net. Agape is love, by the way. It's the highest form of love in the Greek language, according to Greek language. In the, yeah. And listen, glean from, read. Some good messages there. We even have some mass group deliverances from actual, work, actual workshops that we had. And you can glean and get as much freedom as you want. You know, we get as much freedom in the end as we want, as we desire. You want to be free to serve Jesus? You want to be free to love your Heavenly Father? Yeah. That's the way to do it. If you have any questions, feel free to call my office, 716-655-5008. And uh, again, uh, you can go to that church website. You can contribute. As God puts on your heart, thank you so much in advance. We appreciate you. We love you in the Lord. And Help Brother Shannon out. Also, Brother Shannon, thank you for having me on again. Hey, my friend, it was a great message today. Thank you for coming on. And um, we'll see you again real soon, Brother John. We love you, brother. Thank you. Ten seconds. God bless. Thank you, sir. Folks, stay tuned. Okay. We're going to do one more program. And uh, coming up tonight at 8 o'clock, we're going to be back also with evangelist Gregory Ellis. He'll be preaching, followed by open lines if you need prayer tonight. Okay, let me save MixLR, refresh it. We'll be right back. Stand by.